This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 89 of the Ridge Hunter Outdoors Podcast. Canyon Clark here with you this week. I'm by myself, so it'll probably be a little bit shorter of an episode, but I'm going to try to keep it interesting. I think the topic is interesting at least. I was hoping to cover this one with Jeff on here and Nate and Dad, actually all of them. And we might talk about it some more in the future, but I thought it would be a good one for this week since we don't have a guest. And I'm all by myself anyway, so I thought it worked for this too. I've had several conversations with guys over the past few weeks about this particular topic. I've seen it in discussions on the internet a lot over the past, I don't know, five five or so years probably even. And it's a relatively new topic in certain areas because of certain legislation. And it was a new topic here in Illinois a while back, and I have some thoughts on that as well. But we'll be talking about whether or not people should be able to hunt with a crossbow during archery season. And that's really kind of where the argument comes in, I think. Uh, Most people are okay with the idea of hunting with a crossbow. The guys who have problems with it seem to have problems with people using it during archery-only season especially people who don't have, let's say, like a medical reason to use it. And I've even heard some arguments against uh, using it for medical purposes, like if you have a bad shoulder or something, for whatever reason, you just can't shoot a compound bow. But it's an interesting one, I think, so we're going to get into it. I've got some pros and cons here. I think I have five of each that I'm going to cover. Obviously, there's more on both sides of it, and I'm not going to hit on everything. So if you guys have thoughts on it, Comment wherever you're listening to this or send us an email at our email is richhunteroutdoors.com. I'm sorry. You can send us a message through there or richhunteroutdoors at gmail.com is our email. Send it through there. If you got thoughts on it or post it, tag us in it about this, you know, this debate, whether or not it should be legal to hunt with a crossbow during archery season. I'll get to my kind of overall opinions on it at the end, but I'm going to just kind of talk through these. These are some of the pros and cons that I've heard, not only that, you know, I've kind of come up with on my own that I think, but some of them are what I've taken from those conversations that I mentioned earlier. Some of them is what I've seen on the internet. So it's not all just my thoughts. This is kind of accumulation of different conversations I've had and different stuff I've seen, especially with the cons, um, and even a couple with the pros, but we'll start with the cons because why not? So I've got five of them. One of them that I hear a lot, all of these really I hear a lot when it comes to it. A couple of them not so much, aren't as popular, but one of them I do hear a lot on this list is that some people will be too confident in their abilities with a uh, with a crossbow, and they're going to take shots that they shouldn't be taking, 60, 70, 80, even 100 yards, and they're going to wound more animals, which is, I mean, it's it's real. It definitely does happen. I think people get they see these raven crossbows in the commercials where they're advertising that they're shooting 100-yard groups or whatever. What they don't think about is that it's the perfect conditions to be shooting that and how they're actually how much drop there actually is on a bolt. It's actually pretty similar a bolt to a compound. The arrow drop is pretty similar in trajectory. Even the best crossbows are at 500 feet a second, and I'll get into that a little bit more with some of these other points, but you're talking, you know, you're getting upwards of 300 with some of the compound bows. So there's guys out there who are really practiced who can shoot confidently at 80 yards with a compound bow. Problem is uh, what they're saying here 
with the crossbows is guys don't practice at 60, 70, 80 yards, and they go out and shoot at live targets that way, and they end up wounding the animals. Which, again, you know, it, do, it definitely does happen. I will cover this a little bit at the end, too. That stuff happens with compound bows all the time. That stuff happens during gun season all the time. If you don't believe me, you should go hang out at your local processor during opening day or opening weekend of your local gun season, and you'll see just what people do in three days uh, with guns. It's They wound more animals and, you know, the ones you're seeing at the processor, obviously they ended up killing them, but some of them look like pincushions as many times as they've been shot. Some of them have had all three legs shot out from under them before they finally finished the job. They're wounding a lot more animals with guns in, I would argue, in six days in Illinois and either not finding them or not lethally hitting them, you know, on their first or even second shot. That's happening more during just those six days of gun season or ten days, whatever it is, than it is throughout the whole season with crossbows. Now, there's there, maybe there's numbers on that somewhere. I don't know how they would measure it that would disprove that, but that's just that's some anecdotal, I guess, an anecdotal argument there, just based on what I've seen. And you know, normally I try to stay away from that, but I would be pretty confident in saying that that there are more wounded animals from firearms every year than there are with crossbows. So if we're going to worry about that, then we got to start talking about, okay, so who do you limit firearm hunting to? Is it you have to pass some kind of qualification course to hunt with a firearm? Do you have to pass a qualification course to hunt with a crossbow during archery season now? And how? what do the logistics look like of that? And here's the biggest thing I have with uh, people making, and this is with anything, not just this crossbow argument, but the arguments against it. We never offer any solutions to the whatever the problem is. We just say this is the problem. If you have an issue with something, maybe try to offer a solution. And I guess maybe some people's solution is, well, we just won't have it. When I get to the pros, I think we'll see that that's probably not a good answer either. But that's just, that seems to be that way with a lot of things, especially in today's culture. We just want to point out what's wrong with something. We don't want to be part of the solution. We just want to point out the problems with it and move on. So that was just, that's a big one that I see a lot is the wounded animal aspect of it. So another one for the cons, and again, it definitely does hold some water, but there are plenty of wounded animals with compound bows, and I would even say a lot more with firearms than there are compound bows, especially when you're talking about those rifle seasons that run for 10 days straight, like in Missouri, for example. And then you have Illinois got, their fire, regular firearm season, then we have late winter firearm season in some counties. We have different types of firearm seasons. All that kind of stuff comes into play as well. I think there's probably more wounded animals during that, that stretch than even the whole season with crossbows. Another one is kind of along those same lines, I guess, or speaking of gun seasons really, is, you know, it's, it's kind of like if you're hunting with a crossbow, it's really like a four-month gun season for some of us. And if you're practiced up with your crossbow, you can definitely be more lethal with it than you can a compound consistently. I give you that. If I'm shooting deer at 30 yards with my compound, I'm probably shooting them 40, 50 with a crossbow pretty, pretty consistently, even with some wind and all that. But that's where I think the differentiation comes into play is it's not like the four-month gun season because, like I mentioned earlier, there's actually the drop in the the bolt and the arrow is similar. 
you're still talking at best 500 feet a second out of that crossbow. That is nothing even close to a little piece of lead coming out at what's a 2,200 feet a second out of a 12 gauge. That number might be completely off, but it's upwards of 1,500 for sure feet per second out of a gun. If I have a shooter buck standing at 60 yards during gun season, if the wind's blowing 20 miles an hour, I'm not thinking twice about that. I'm shooting that deer 60 yards where he stands. If I've got a crossbow, even if I try to make that shot, there's a pretty good chance I'm missing. And not just wounding him, like missing completely with that kind of wind. There's a. I think we get caught up in how much difference there is from 275 feet a second, you know, which is probably an average of what a lot of us are getting close to shooting, upwards of 300 in some cases, with our compo- compounds, and then uh, 500 feet a second, which is on the very high end of the scale for these crossbows. Most guys shooting crossbows are in the 400s. So you're even you're shrinking that gap even more. And then you're widening the gap between a crossbow and a gun. Especially when you're talking about muzzleloaders, which can get out there to 200 yards, some of the better muzzleloaders. So if you're even comparing top of the top end, so let's say the most expensive muzzleloader versus the most expensive crossbow, it's still not even close. I mean, maybe you're shooting at 60 yards consistently with that crossbow still. But with the gun, now you're shooting... 150, 200, and that's it with even less practice than with the crossbow, in my opinion, because you have more room for error because of the feet per second difference, and your projectile is considerably smaller, and it doesn't catch nearly as much wind as a crossbow bolt. So yes, a crossbow could be more consistently lethal at longer ranges than a compound, but in my mind, it's not comparative. You, It's hard to compare it to a firearm. Does it stretch out your length of firearm season? I mean, to some extent, maybe, because you can shoot 50 yards, you know, 50, 60 yards. So you are lethal at further distances for a longer time period, but I don't think it's like a gun season, if that makes sense. Hopefully it does. It's clear as mud, I'm sure. But that's one that, again, I kind of get it, but at the same time, I think when you really dig down into it, it sounds better than it actually than it actually is. So that's just another one that I've kind of heard. Um, and similar to that is, it's too easy and there's no sport in it for for crossbow hunting. And this is again something I'll cover at the end. But one thing first off, I won't get into it too much yet, is you got to remember that not everybody's hunting for sport. So the the easiness factor of it doesn't really come in. To, in my mind as a con do I think that am I more impressed if you shoot so let's just take someone 25 year old man who's in decent shape who can shoot a 60 pound compound or shoot a crossbow am I more impressed with him killing a 150 inch deer we'll say for sake of argument at 20 yards with his compound or 40 yards with his crossbow I'm leaning towards the compound bow I'm going, to, I'm going to be more impressed with that because because it is more difficult. However, it's hard for me to see that really as a con. If you don't care, then what does it matter? If you don't care that you're, you know, maybe your buddy thinks, well, you know, if you'd have shot him with a compound, it would have been cooler, then why does it matter? I, It's hard for me to see that one too much as a con, and I get it. Yeah, it is easier. 
especially from the ground. You know, there's less movement. You can get more places. Uh, if you're talking from a tree stand, uh, even, you know, an elevated blind is probably similar. Maybe more easier because you can get away with the, you can, you don't have to swing the, the crossbow around as much as you would like in a tree stand, where I think the advantage at least goes to the compound for mobility in a tree stand. Obviously, again, not for range necessarily. For some people, sure. But mobility, yeah, the edge would go to the compound in that case. But still, I do think it is more challenging to shoot them with a compound than a crossbow. But I don't see that as a big con to why we shouldn't be letting people do it. It's not like we're going to see our deer herd decimated because people are hunting with a crossbow all through archery season because it's that much easier. And again, it goes back to what I was talking about with the gun season. If you've got a lot of wind, it's still it's still an arrow coming out of that thing, essentially. It's still going to catch wind. There's cases where it's not incredibly easier than hunting with a compound. There's definitely not in as much skill in shooting a, a crossbow as there is a compound, but back to it again, it, it's hard for me to see that as a con. So that's another one that I hear a little bit. That one's not, I mean, it's popular, but maybe not as popular as some of the others. And here's another one that's kind of the same way. It's not one that you hear a lot, but it's definitely one that I've heard. And it's that there, it's similar to that one, that there's no discipline in in hunting with a, con, a crossbow like there is a compound bow. So if you're going to be lethal and consistently killing deer, even out to 30, 40 yards with a compound bow, you got to practice. And that's all there is to it. We preach it all the time. And if you want to be fair to the deer, sure, you, I mean, you have to practice. No doubt about it. you got to get out there and shoot that thing. you got to have discipline to practice it and be confident with it. And that comes down to even just making a making the shot, period, is being confident with your equipment. And to do that, you have to practice with it. With a crossbow, can you get out there and probably shoot it twice and set it on the shelf and then go get it and go back out there and hunt and be confident? Sure. And you probably can be lethal. Absolutely. So there is definitely less discipline in shooting a crossbow than there is a compound bow. No doubt about it. I don't think you can make the argument otherwise. But just like the last one, it's hard for me to see that as a con because why why should it why should you have to have that discipline to be able to go out there and hunt and enjoy the outdoors and harvest an animal um, that either feeds your family and yourself or brings you some kind of joy or just to get out there and, and be in the outdoors and enjoy being in the outdoors and having that opportunity. Why you have to be disciplined to a certain point and who decides that, I don't know. So again, that's a hard one for me to see. As a con. But that's just another one that you do hear occasionally. It's not the most popular for sure. And I get it. Again, I totally agree. There is definitely more discipline in compound hunting than there is crossbow hunting. Just, it's a hard argument against why people should, shouldn't should be able to hunt with a crossbow. Now, the last one I've got for cons is an interesting one. And that is that poaching is going to increase. Say so you can throw a thermal scope on a crossbow even if you're just using a spotlight or something out after dark, uh, if you're not where you're supposed to be shooting them. And the idea is that it doesn't make as much noise as a gun, so you're not going to get caught as easy. The neighbors don't hear it and call and say, hey, someone's out here shooting, which most of the time is not that rare of an occurrence, I don't think, in a lot of places where people are poaching deer anyway or hunting, period, especially with coyote season running parallel to deer season. So it's hard for a neighbor to call just because they heard a gunshot. But there, there's definitely, I could see that holding some water. Guys shooting from vehicles with their crossbows or, again, with their thermal scopes. 
Do I think you're going to see an increase in poaching because of it being legal, though? No. That one, I'd, if you're going to, it's kind of like the gun argument that you see a lot. If you're going, if they're going to do something illegal, they're going to do it anyway. So if you make crossbows legal to hunt with throughout archery season, I it's hard for me to see again that one how it makes it easier for guys to poach them. Maybe they because they say, you know, hey, it's got a broadhead hole and I shot him during daylight instead of it's got a gun hole in it. So if they come and investigate, maybe it's easier for them to get away with it. Maybe, maybe that's the angle we're coming from there with that one. But again, it's not like there's going to be extra guys poaching because it's legal to hunt with a crossbow. Guys that are going to poach are going to do it whether it's legal to hunt with a crossbow or not. We're not going to make new poachers because of the, we're making it legal to hunt with a crossbow. And if we do, it's not going to be an exponentially higher number than what it is now. I don't think you're going to see any big effects from it. So that's another one that's just... And these are, again, some of the most popular ones that you see and some of them that I think hold a little bit of water that maybe necessarily aren't as popular but again it's just it's most of them in my opinion are easier to argue against than they are to argue for so you can probably kind of see where I'm going with this just based on what I've covered there with the cons but I'll get into the pros of it now And these are, again, some stuff that I've heard in conversations, stuff that I've seen on the Internet, stuff that I've come up with on my own. But the first one I got is, and I think it's the biggest one maybe of all of them, and there's a few of them that kind of go with this, but it's accessibility to hunters of, you know, all shapes, sizes, and ages. If you've got a guy who maybe couldn't get a medical excuse for hunting with a crossbow, but he couldn't hunt with a compound, for whatever reason it may be, now he can go out there and he can still hunt. Maybe he's just not as strong as he used to be uh, for whatever reason, and you can't hunt with uh, a compound anymore or be as confident with it, so they're moving to a crossbow. That's accessibility for those kind of people. It's accessibility to the age thing on both sides of the scale. we got a lot more kids hunting nowadays than we ever have, I think, during archery season. Because they can pull a trigger. It doesn't take much muscle to pull a trigger on a crossbow. But you got to be up to, I believe it's 35 or 40 pounds to legally hunt with a compound bow. And a lot of kids can't do that. There's a lot of high school age girls that can't do that. That's a big one, I think, for kids especially. And if you say, well, okay, then let's make it legal for kids and, and elderly adults okay, maybe that's a start, but it's all going to end in the same place. But I think that's a huge pro for it is the accessibility on the younger side of the age scale and even on the older one. Like let's say that guy that's now getting into his early 70s and he still wants to get out there and hunt. I've had, you know, several customers like this, hunted compounds all their life, even guys that say back in the day said, you know, I'd never hunt with a crossbow, not going to do it. When the time comes that you can't draw that thing back at 40 pounds anymore comfortably or even consistently or when it's cold out and you got your clothes all layered up, you can still hunt with a crossbow now. You still want to get out there and do it. If you didn't have the option before, you know, and maybe, again, it's just an age thing and you couldn't get a medical release before for something, 
now you have the option to still get out there and hunt. You, just because you're 70 doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to hunt, right? In my opinion, at least, that makes sense. So I think that's that's probably the biggest one is just the accessibility. And that's not to mention women of all ages. And you can argue with me on that about how, you know, women are just as strong as men. But in some cases, that's definitely true. I know some women who are a lot stronger than some of the guys I know. I think it says a lot more about the guys than it does the women. But that's a different podcast in, the, in itself. But there are women out there who struggle to pull back 40 pounds, you know, that are even in their 20s and 30s and 40s. That gives them the opportunity to get out there and hunt with a crossbow when, again, they probably couldn't have got a medical release before. And I keep going back to that because that's what it used to be in Illinois, and I think that's the way it is in, in different places. And there's been talk about just doing that for certain places that don't have any crossbow hunting. So that's kind of why I keep going to the medical thing. But it would be hard for just a 30-year-old woman who's maybe not necessarily that strong to get a medical release to hunt with a crossbow just because she can't pull back 40 pounds on a compound consistently. Now now she can get out there and hunt and enjoy the outdoors. And why should she not be able to do that because she's a woman in her 30s who's not as strong as maybe some other girl that's 25 or 45 or whatever. So I think accessibility is probably the biggest pro to it. And that that kind of goes into what I'm going to hit when I get to the end of these first few. But I'll keep going on here. It also is an introduction to the sport for some who may not have hunted otherwise. I think there are people who who see that it's legal to hunt with a crossbow who are more apt to start hunting with a crossbow than they would have a compound because maybe they're scared of hunting with a compound bow. Again, maybe the ability is just not there. It does take more discipline like we covered earlier. So if they don't have the discipline and they don't have the time to build that discipline and they want to get out there and hunt this year, the crossbow allows them to do that. And then maybe they evolve into hunting with a compound bow. But I think it's a, it allows a lot of new people to get into it that wouldn't have otherwise not just because of the age, not just because of their physical abilities, but because of the logistics of being able to hunt with a compound bow versus hunting with the crossbow. Again, the ease of use thing that some people say is a con, I think could also be a pro because it's introducing more people like the late onset hunters that Austin talks about helping out. I think it probably, and I should talk to him about that and see how many of them are hunting with a crossbow to start with especially the ones that maybe, you know, aren't as physically gifted to, to hunt with a compound or gifted with the time to build the discipline to do it. That would be interesting to see how many of them are, are hunting with crossbows. But I think that's probably, that pr- definitely happens. People are now hunting with crossbows and they get into the sport and they learn to love it. And then maybe they move on to a compound. Again, to, especially depending on what reason they're doing it. So another one is kind of the same way with that. Uh, part of that people who don't have the extra time to put in the practice it takes to hunt with a compound. So let's say not even someone who didn't hunt before, like that last pro that I just covered. Let's say someone who's hunted all their life. Maybe they got a new job now. Maybe they've moved off, but they still want to come back to hunt wherever home is because they can't hunt wherever they move to. They don't have property. They don't want to do public land, whatever it is. For whatever reason, maybe they don't have time to put in that practice to build a discipline with a compound to be able to hunt and be lethal and be confident, now those guys still get to hunt and gals. Now they can still go out there and pick up their crossbow. Again, if they have 
one night a week, an hour to practice. That's not enough with a compound bow. If you're, if you haven't been, it's just period. It's not enough with a compound bow to be able to hunt and be consistently lethal and be fair to the game. An hour a week practice. And you're going to get tired anyway, and then you're going to fall into bad habits if if you're not used to pulling back that bow, you're using different muscles. And then bad things happen when you get there in the stance. But if you have an hour with a crossbow, you can be really lethal with that thing. So it gives them the opportunity to get out there and still hunt. You'll notice a common theme with these pros is it gives people the opportunity to be in the outdoors and still hunt. So for whatever reason, if they don't have the time to practice, and maybe people use that as a con too, and well, if they don't have the time to practice, they just shouldn't be hunting. To me, that is a horrible way to look at it. Just because they're in a certain situation where they don't have the time to practice does not mean they shouldn't have the same opportunity to get out there and enjoy the outdoors that the rest of us do. That the ones that of us that are blessed enough with the time to practice get out there and do it with a compound. So again, this overarching theme is kind of leads into my next pro is that overall, with everything, more hunters is a good thing. And all of those that I just covered lean towards more people coming into the outdoor hunting world, finding a love for it, at least an appreciation for it. Even if they don't love doing it, they will build an appreciation for doing it. And that's more people that we're going to have on our side when it comes to legislation and voting on things that could eventually hurt us, whether that be taking away public lands that we hunt, whether that be using trail cameras or not. That's a big one that's coming down. We've done podcasts on that before. The more people we have on the our side as far as hunters go, the better off we're going to be when it comes to that kind of stuff. The less power that the politicians who are out of touch with what actually goes on where we're at will have over us because we'll have more numbers. And that is overall a positive thing. I don't know what argument you could have against that. Maybe there is one. If you have one, send it to us. I'll probably just tell you you're wrong. Because in my opinion, you are. More hunters is a good thing. Does it create more competition on your public ground? So now you want to whine about how you got to work harder to go out there and kill a big buck on your public ground? Okay. Work harder and kill to kill a buck on the public ground. There's no re- It's not yours. Now, okay, now you got people hunting... The neighbor's property that the, their family started hunting or something, and they'd never hunted it before, so now it's harder for you to kill a deer on that property. Does that suck? Sure. But that's still an overall benefit to us as a group, as hunters. Just because it's a little, it's harder for you to kill that buck now, maybe you got to do something different. Maybe you got to become a better hunter. Maybe that overall is a good thing because maybe you got complacent and lazy, and now that you got some competition, you got to get better at what you're doing. So that's probably a good thing anyway. So I think just in general, more hunters is a good thing. Again, if you have an argument on that, send it to me. I'd be glad to hear it. If you talk to me sometime, let's talk about it. I just think it's a positive thing. The last one I got for pros is it leaves the option to the hunter. And this is one, again, I'll cover here at the end a little bit more. But it gives you the option. If for all those reasons that I just covered, if for whatever reason you can't hunt with a compound, maybe you just want to try it. Maybe you just want to try hunting with a crossbow just to see. 
just to see how much easier it actually is or how much more lethal you can be. Or you got a buck that's you can't get close enough to to kill with your compound. You're not going to be able to hunt gun season. You don't want to wait till gun season to kill him. You have the option to go out there with a crossbow and kill that buck. And you can be happy about it. You don't have to be, oh, I didn't get to kill him with a compound. I guess it doesn't count. Again, are some of your buddies probably not going to be as impressed as if you would have killed him with a compound? Sure. But you got that buck down because now you have the ability to do it with the crossbow. I think that's probably a good thing. You killed him before one of your neighbors did. He's on your wall, not theirs. Now, are you are you mad about the crossbow thing? But, uh, what I was, back to the main point. It gives you the option. It does not give the legislators the power to tell you what you can and can't hunt with during archery season. What is and what isn't, uh, you know, ethical archery equipment. Especially back to those ones that have no idea what actually goes on where we're at and out in the wilderness and, and hunting in general. So, again, I'll cover a little bit more of that one here at the end because I think that's a that's a big one. Maybe I'll just start with that on my overall thoughts. There's, I just don't think it's the government's job to tell us what we can and can't hunt with to a certain extent. Obviously, you know, 50 cal is probably a little much to be deer hunting with. I think there are obvious places to draw the line on that, but when it comes to a crossbow versus a compound bow, I don't think that's a good place to draw the line and let the government say, hey, you can't use that. It's just There's just not that much of a gap between a good compound bow and even the best crossbows, let alone the crossbows that most people are shooting that are not shooting 500 feet a second. When you're talking about shooting 370 to 420 versus shooting 275 to 320, 340 with your compound, there's not that much a difference in it. I don't think it's the government's job to tell us we can't do that. So that's that's the first kind of overall thought on this, kind of just to wrap it all up. What was going to be my first one, and you could probably tell from this, is I don't care what you use as long as it is legal and as long as you're ethical with it. That's pretty much my stance. That's my stance on a lot of things in life, but especially when it comes to hunting. And if they if they want to make it legal, I do think it's a it's an overall net benefit that crossbow hunting throughout the season is a, it's throughout the archery season. I think it's a net benefit. Are there cons to it? Yep, we covered some of them. I gave you my thoughts on them. I think some of them hold a little bit of water, but overall, definitely think it's more of a positive. And in my opinion, I really don't care what you're using. As long as it's legal, as long as you're ethical. Again, am I going to be more impressed with the guy killing one with the regular bow? Just like I would be more impressed with the guy killing one with a stick and string from 10 yards on the ground than I would be with a guy with a compound at 30 yards. I'm going to be more impressed with the guy with the compound at 30 than I am the crossbow at 50. But that has nothing to do with whether or not I think it should be legal. So, there's that. I just, I really don't care if you guys want to use them. Go out there and use them. I think overall it's a benefit. And I think it, when it comes to the legality of it and those places that are trying to get legislation passed for it, I think if a lot of people would think about it from some different perspectives, they would probably come to the same conclusion. Again, I covered about the government and kind of their 
where their place should be in it. Another one is, you know, stupid people are going to do stupid stuff no matter what they're hunting with. So the, like we talked about the, the ones wounding animals because they're shooting too far, they're going to do that crap with a compound bow too. Maybe they're actually more effective with a crossbow than they are a compound because they're trying to shoot a compound at 40 yards when they don't need to be shooting it at 20 versus a crossbow at 70 when they shouldn't be shooting it at 50. They probably have a better chance of killing that animal with the crossbow than they do the compound. So now if you don't let them shoot with the crossbow, they're just out there flinging arrows all over the place at everything that moves on something that takes more skill to shoot than, than the crossbow. So that you're not going to stop stupid people from doing stupid stuff just because you don't let them hunt with a crossbow. That's where I'm at on that argument. Another one that I kind of mentioned earlier that I said I would talk about here at the end is we have to remember that not everybody hunts for sport, and it allows them, maybe they can't get out and firearm hunt for whatever reason. Maybe the season falls wrong for them. Maybe they don't have a, a gun to hunt with. Maybe something stupid happened to them. Maybe they did something stupid when they were younger, and they can't get a firearm now. It gives them the opportunity to get out and hunt and kill deer to feed themselves and their families without having to have the time and the discipline to shoot a compound bow. That's a, I think that's a big one that gets lost on us, especially the people, the type of people who are going to listen to this podcast, the type of people who are thinking deer hunting 365, 24 hours a day, you know, at least some parts of the day, 365 days a year, you're probably thinking about it, is not everybody does it for the same reasons. Not everybody's out there just to kill that five-and-a-half-year-old buck or that 170-inch deer. Some people are, are literally hunting so they can put food in the freezer, especially with the prices of going to the grocery store right now. We probably see that more than ever. We got more new hunters in 2020 because people weren't going to the grocery stores because... Some of them were shut down. Some some cities were shut down. Some places, the prices were just even higher than they are now, so they couldn't. We got more new hunters because of that than we have anything in the past 10 years because people just needed to get out there and kill something to eat. And some people go through that every year. That's where they're at. That's how they feed their family through the year without breaking the bank is they go kill two or three deer a year. If they can't get out there and do that for, during gun season for whatever reason, or maybe they aren't successful during gun season, maybe they're the ones that have the neighbors that are all around them and cut them off from every direction during gun season, but they can now get out there with a crossbow and have less competition and get out there and kill two or three does a year with their comp, with their crossbow when they couldn't have done it with a compound, and now they can feed their, their self and their family easier for the next year, and they don't have to worry about where their protein's coming from. So that's a big one I think that gets missed is not everybody's doing it for sport. The ones that are doing it for sport, I think even if they start with the crossbow, are going to eventually want to go to a compound. The people who who are able to shoot with a compound, who have the time to build the discipline are and hunt for sport, are generally going to go that direction than they are with the crossbow, in my opinion. And that's why I do it. That's the reason I don't shoot a crossbow, even though the option is there for me, is I just like having to... Get to get that deer within the 30-yard window and having to be able to pick the right moment to draw back and then watching that arrow fly from the compound bow. That's the that's 
half, oh, maybe over half of the enjoyment for me of hunting. So that's why I do it. And I think a lot of people, even if they start with a crossbow, like I talked about earlier, even if that's what gets them into hunting, if they're doing it for the sport, they're eventually going to move to a compound anyway. And maybe even from there, they move to a traditional bow. I know a lot of guys who have even done that. They've got to where they're so confident they've killed, you know, they've been blessed to kill a lot of nice deer with their compound bows, so they want something even more challenging or they just want to do something different. So then they move to a traditional bow. And that's something that was just like this conversation we're having now is when they first started making these compound bows that shot 300-plus feet a second. Guys were having the same conversation about how much sport was really in that and how much how it was too easy versus what they had before and all that same stuff. It's always evolving and changing. They're coming out with new stuff all the time. That was These are the same conversations they had about that stuff. So I think the people who are doing it for sport, who are able to do it for sport, who are blessed like me to have the opportunity to do that and the ability, are going to eventually move to a compound anyway, even if they started with a crossbow. And finally, again, overall, I think the crossbows have been a benefit because of the accessibility and the increased number of hunters just in general. I think those are probably the biggest things, the accessibility of, of, of using a crossbow and the amount of people that let's hunt now I think is overall a good thing. The more people we have on our side, the better. I think the crossbows are have been definitely beneficial for that, and I think that outweighs any of the cons that I've heard. Maybe there's some out there that I haven't thought about. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there are some out there that I haven't thought about. Maybe there are some of those that would sway my opinion. Right now, I haven't heard any. Again, if you've got some, let us know. I'd love to hear them. I'm not, you know, I'm always open for other opinions and stuff. That's why I enjoy having these conversations with different people. That's why I've had these conversations. And that's why I listen to people, other people talk about this kind of stuff. And I, I seek it out and read some of the stuff on the internet when I see a post about it. Just because I am interested in seeing other people's perspective and point of view. And maybe maybe they come up with a con that I'm like, oh, hey, you know, maybe that holds more water than some of the other ones I've heard. Maybe that Maybe it would change my opinion a little bit. Again, I'm not there yet. I haven't seen anything yet. That's just kind of my overall thoughts on whether or not you should be able to hunt with a crossbow for the full archery season, you know, just like you would a compound bow. So if you guys agree, awesome. If you don't, that's great too. Let us know and share this with your friends and see what they think. You don't have the conversations. It's fun to do that and talk and have healthy discourse even with some people and just kind of get new ideas out there. That's how, that's how things happen is the best ideas kind of, rise to the top when you have those kind of conversations so hope you guys enjoyed that again i apologize for it being just me this week and we've missed a couple full draw fridays as well so i'm going to try to catch up on those over the next few weeks as well especially as we get closer to the season we're almost time to plant fall food plots we're getting prepped for those right now some places it is time to plant those so we're getting real close to it being deer season we got two months here in illinois and some places don't even have that much i know like austin he's getting ready to go hunt down in Kentucky in three weeks, basically. So it's it's right around the corner. But again, appreciate you guys that tuned in this week and stuck around to this point. And if you got thoughts on anything I talked about, make sure to let us know. But before you get out of here, don't forget about our sponsor for the episode, Rodney Hawkins. If you guys want your own piece of ground to manage and hunt, with or without a crossbow, maybe you have a piece of ground you're looking to get listed, Rodney's got to talk to. 
He grew up hunting and fishing in southern Illinois. Now he's putting that love for the outdoors into selling recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. If you guys haven't heard about them, you haven't listened to the podcast, but I'll go ahead and fill you in. Midwest Farm and Land isn't your average real estate company. They sold over $85 million worth of ground last year alone. They've got agents like Rodney all over Illinois, so they're really a local company with a national reach. For more info on them, any properties that may be available, just to tell them what you're looking for, maybe you're looking to get your own property listed, just contact Rodney at 618-925-3153, and he'll get you taken care of on that. He's also got his own company called RG Outdoors, and they currently carry hard and soft-sided blinds and blind chairs, all from Radix Blinds, in addition to an all-natural sentinel elimination product called Camo Dust. He's got self-defense weapons now from Berna. He's also got Tacticam trail cameras, and he's coming out with new stuff all the time, too. He's, he's bringing in new companies and selling new products all the time. So if you want to keep up with that, if you're interested in anything they do have to offer, you can message them through their Facebook page, RG Outdoors. Make sure you go like that, too. Email them at rgoutdoors at yahoo.com or again, just call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153. Be sure to tell them that we sent you too. Let them know you heard about it, him, whether that be RG Outdoors or Midwest Farm and Land on the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. We appreciate that. Our socials, if you guys want to follow us, is Ridge Hunter Outdoors. Facebook and Instagram are the ones we use the most. We have a Facebook group called RHO Podcast Patrons where you guys can be a part of the conversation more than everybody else there's going to be some exclusive stuff on there this fall giveaways and content and stuff like that we do try to post the guests we're going to have on there when i can i post them that way you guys can ask them questions if you have any our website is ridgehunteroutdoors.com if you see anything on there you like no matter what it is use the discount code rhopod that's all caps no space and you get 10 percent off your entire first order if you're listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify, give us a follow, leave us a review. That helps us out a bunch, and it doesn't cost you anything but maybe a minute and a half of your time, if that, maybe just the half. Also on YouTube, if you're listening there or if you've been keeping up with our other videos that have been coming out, we appreciate that. We're going to have some more coming up soon. I got some stuff from that I did with Nate here a couple weeks ago, about a week and a half ago now, going to be coming up on the YouTube channel. If you want to keep up with that, make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell. We're going to do some cool stuff this fall as well. we got some new guys that are going to be contributing, hopefully. All that kind of stuff can be found again on our YouTube, which is Ridge Hunter Outdoors. So thanks, guys, for tuning in again this week. I really appreciate everyone, whether you've been here from the beginning, whether you caught us in the middle, or whether this is your first one you listened to. Hopefully you come back, too. So appreciate you guys listening. I'll try to have a, a guest on for us next week. We'll see you then.